Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, as ever, very pleased to welcome Sal Ali on board. How are you, Sal? Good weekend in the Premier League? Maybe? I mean, all, year, all, all round, Dan, I would say. The, the whole league's kind of blowing apart, isn't it? You know, Prem, yep. Div 1, Div 2. There's some great results taking place this weekend and some yep. you know, fascinating scenarios have developed since, uh, since Saturday for the forthcoming week. So, yeah, we've got some great games to come to look forward to, yeah. And for the record, we will concentrate on uh, the Middlesex County Cricket League's Premier League and not the football Premier League. That's not been such a good week, right, if I've got this right? Has it started the season? <laughs> um, fair comment. I think a few of our Brentford supporting fans at Twickenham think it started. That They were reasonably happy. But I guess if you're an Arsenal fan like your good self, and I know a few of our listeners are too, then let's move on, eh? Towards I mean, not, you know, I'm, I, I do love a sort of fairy tale as well in some ways. And Brentford are a proper club. They've done things the right way. I know, you, you know you've yeah. got guys at your club involved. Um, yeah, big you know, supporting club. Um, club yeah. I think you're, is it CEO um, at the club, maybe? Yeah, yeah, John Bonnie's yeah. CEO. At, yeah. uh, so uh, I don't begrudge him beating us, you know, it happens, doesn't it? So, you know, yeah. well done to them. I mean, it could be worse. It's not as if Tottenham. Oh, no, it was actually, was it? I'm not sure. Well, funny enough, I was driving to a game on Saturday and um, I thought, put the radio on. I'm definitely not listening to Five Live, so we talk about the football. Turn on to Music Station. DJ says, this song's for the Brentford fans to make you happier. And I thought, blimey. <laughs> This personal it style. It, <laughs> it haunted me all Saturday. It could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, the, the mighty Shrewsbury Town have played two, lost to bottom of League One, and I'm going to see him on Tuesday night at Pompey. So I'm, I'm pretty confident it's going to be played three, lost three. Um, so, you know, I, I feel you. And the neither of our really side have had a good start. So it's only upwards from here, hopefully. Absolutely. Back to the real business, cricket. As you say, it's been a, been a fantastic weekend of cricket. We're, we're, um, we're going to spend a bit of time talking about that, obviously, but also... There's a game on the horizon in 10 days that we wanted to talk a little bit about, Sal, isn't there? Do you want to say a bit about that? We'll come back to it later, but uh, do you want to flag that one up now? Yeah, so just a brief intro. I mean, some fantastic news. I mean, I saw the tweet a while back. And um, so Middlesex, you know, the CCC, um, are due to obviously recommence their four-day championship sort of season once the, I think the T20s might be over the 100 sort of finished and all the players return, hopefully. Um, and in preparation for that, they're going to take on a Middlesex uh, League 11 in a two-day game, which will be played, um, just going to check the date, it's 20, uh, 25th and 26th, and the venue is Merchant Taylor School in Northwood. So, you know, we we do know some of the players. We are going to come to later on, obviously, so I won't give too much away at the moment. But it's, it's a great um, accolade for the league to be considered as worthy opponents for, for the county side. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be talking about later on in the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it is a, a really interesting idea and I'm very keen to see how the County League side um, goes. Um, as you say, we, we know five of the players. I'm going to explain why we know those five. And, and obviously, I assume the other six have not been picked and they'll basically pick who we tell them to pick. I assume that is how this is going to work. Um, but we, we don't know the other six. So we, we're going we're gonna to have a, a go at, at naming what we think our side w- would be. And, and we'll, you know, we'll 
probably get it completely wrong. But uh, yeah. we'll, as outsiders looking in, um, give you what we think the side uh, um, could, should or even might be. Before we do that, though, Premier League, lots going on this week. It's been quite interesting, hasn't it? I mean, this weekend was quite unique in that in each game, it had a relevance on either a promotion or relegation. Um, so each game uh-huh. had something riding on it in terms of, you know, who won and who lost. We'll start at the top. And, you know, I mean, I've said this on the podcast many a time about Shepard Bush being a very good side, a very dangerous side, a kind of side you don't... Really... awkward side. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I looked at some of the adopters, you know, I'm sure other clubs can testify and, you know, say the same kind of thing. But when they, when they haven't lost games um, by a lot of runs, they've been really unlucky this year or, or while wicket. So they're probably thinking back, you know, one or two wins will be coming up there. But by the by now, anyway, they did, you know, have a, a say in title race by beating North Winters on Saturday by four wickets. Um, again, I mean... First of all, let's talk about North Wales batting, held together by a young lad called Henry Howeld. He scored his first first hundred in 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 the in the, in the league. I think he only played one game previously for the first team. Um, reached his hundred off sixty six balls, so I wasn't hanging around. Um, I was watching some of it actually really good innings. Um, but once he got out, um, it didn't go too well from there. Um, three run outs, some shots, Ooh, yeah, messy. some shots. That, mm-hmm. Shots on the bats and will reflect on and think, you know, should I have played that shot at that occasion? I mean, actually, they were at 178 for four, so in a decent position. And because they were at such a quick run rate, overs was an issue. But in the end, overs was an issue because they got bowled out in 40 overs. And I think kind of stuff, you know, in limited overs games, you have to try and take, you know, your innings to, you know, deep as you can. And to be bowled out with 10 overs to go for just over 200, obviously, with their bowling, they've got a chance to win the game. But they'll be, be reflecting mm-hmm. back and thinking, you know, another, you know, about six, seven more overs and you've got, Two twenty-two thirty, maybe, and in the end, they they fell short as the bush chased at home. Um, bush, no real superstars in their batting, um, in terms of in terms of the chase. But George Collins has been a very steady opening season for them. He's been in the runs, you know, on a regular basis. He um he scored forty-four. And Marcus Howard, who's um the nephew of the legendary Tim Howard, that was bush scored forty-six. And then Ali Easton, another player we we spoke about in the podcast quite a few times, just for his all-round abilities with bat and ball, came and scored a thirty-six not out and. I'm sure Idris Otto Mian, who's you know last year was one of the players we're looking at as a, a potential superstar with a bat. They had a rough season with a bat this season, but he scored 16, or, sorry, 13 not out to help um, Ali Easton guide the Bush fam to a win. Which I mean, it's probably too late now in terms of, in terms of the league, but again, it just shows you that there are no easy games. Well, I think I think I think it's too late for the Bush, but. When you look at it, I mean, they are, they're still under two wins behind North Middlesex and Teddington. And they play Ealing, who are struggling a little bit, I think. C- certainly their, their results in recent weeks have not been as good as they might want. Then Bronsbury. Yeah, then I mean, Finchley. yeah. So they're not, they're not totally out of it. Things will have to go their way elsewhere. But 30 points is also not, not completely no, off I the mean, road. I, I agree, but I, I, with the way the fixtures are structured, I mean, for instance... I'll, if this weekend weather prevailing, we have three weeks of perfect weather and there's no rain at all. If, for instance, both Teddington and Northwood win this weekend, then only one of them decides to win the league because we're playing each other the week after. So it, yes. it needs lots of things to go in their favour, doesn't it, for the Bush and also probably Twickenham will, will come to later on. Um, so. Well, I mean, it's not statistically so, is it? Because they're what they are. They would be, they're 14 points out of. Um, yeah, Twickenham now, um, and both win. If they, if Teddington, uh, yep. if they both win, you're right. Of course, you're right. Yep, fair point. I stand back. 
I should have learned last week, shouldn't oh. I? My stats is not nearly as good as it could be. I should just no, sort of bait you a bit of words but yeah. So effectively, they'll still have that gap one day. And if you're going to the game two weeks ago, then um, mm. one then would obviously we catch yeah. we couldn't catch them, could you? But as I said, anything could happen. You know, the weather's been a bit of a nightmare this season. Um, and again, we just we know there's no easy game in, in this league or in the, in the in the divisions really. So, um, but as you said, Tennington are the side who are now joint top. And a good win for them away at Hampstead. Um, good performance by their bowlers. I've mentioned again, they've got a very disciplined attack. They've got lots of variety in their attack. A young lad who's actually come into fruition this year, Sam Harris, was pretty sharp. Big, big, big lad. Very strong. Um, he took five. He's kind of good bowler to come on and bowl at the tail. Rabasha Hassan scored 50 for Hampstead, but there wasn't much support really in terms of other players helping him out. And then and 176 was never going to be enough. You know, Tennant's got a very strong batting lineup. No one really actually sort of, you know, got away with, with you know, a quick start, for instance. But um, a guy we mentioned, Peter Daniel, scored 49 and they won by mm. five wickets. So Tennant now occupy joint joint top with multiple sex. But Tennant this weekend have got a very tough game because they're playing Crouch End, who are back in form. Um, yeah. They'll be delighted with their win on Saturday yeah. and a very convincing win again um, against Finchley by 149 runs. Um, uh, Atalba Prasad, a very promising young cricketer who's on the books of Middlesex. Um, I've seen quite a bit of him rating really, really highly. He scored 100. And then um, Jalpesh Vijay batting down the order. Maybe it's a new position for him. Maybe um, find a bit more comfortable rather than open. He came in and scored a quick fire um, 50 along with Sundan Diaz, who's another guy who doesn't hang around and gets on with things rapidly. So mm. their total over 300. Um, you know, or 50 overs is going to be a hard ask for Finch. And I mean, despite um, Gishan Herefit and 80 at the top of the innings, um, Nassim Hassan, one of the, the off spinners for Crouching, came on and took 7 for 23. So Crouching are now on to check the table. I think they were 90, 96 points. Okay. So uh, but, 96. And they have in their next game 10 and 10 away. So again. So I think it's worth stressing that again because it hadn't occurred to me. So Teddington and North Mid win on Saturday. One of them will be champions. That's but providing the weather's okay, though. End. That's providing the weather's going to be okay, then. You know, we could have a situation yeah. where games are called off and games and games yeah. played. So, yeah, that's on the provider. We have three weekends of, you know... Sunny weather. Yes. Or non-rain. Non-rain. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, that... So Crouch End against Teddington, what, what, what are you thinking there? Because they did, have you said, as you've just mentioned, they've um, had a really good... Week 15, Crouchen carry that in and beat Teddington, maybe? It will definitely be a boost, give them some more confidence. They've had a bit of a rough, sticky patch over the last few weeks. What you have to look at is Teddington. They've got experienced players in their side. They won the league last year. They won the league previously in the past. They're on home ground, so they know their ground. They know the conditions. It'll be new to Crouchen because last year's game was played at Crouchen. They obviously played each other once only, so it'll be new ground for Crouchen to go to. Um, so you have to probably say that Tenton will start favourites, just on the basis of being at home and having experienced conditions and as I said, having players who played in sort of situations where it's going to be, you know, down to the wire. Yeah. But it should be a cracking game. And in limited overs cricket, they're well balanced yeah. as well, aren't they? They've got they've got depth in the bowling, they've got batters all the way down who can make contributions and I often think I mean it's not the Tennington a week at the uh, um, you know, the all-day cricket, far from it. But but I think in limited overs cricket, their their strengths come to the fore there. So I guess Teddington go into it as favourites. But Crouchen are probably used to that over the years. I mean, they've been underdogs, you know, from when they first joined the league. Nobody knew about Absolutely. them four years ago and look at the rides they've had. So, 
you know, they're, they're used to having their backs to the wall and having to sort of come out fighting. I mean, I'm not sure how much impact this happens. I don't know whether it happens at your club or other clubs, whether captains will ask the grounds and to prepare a kind of wicket suited to their own side. So, I mean, do tenants and say, we want to, we're just going to turn because they've obviously got some good spinners or do they go for something a bit more suitable to their seam bowlers? Because Crouching's, you know, um, strengths definitely lie in their spin bowling compared to their seam bowling. So, mm. you know, that would be an interesting take as well and see what, you know, how things occur during the week. We will keep it. I'll keep an eye on one ball of it, Sal. It's when I'm starting a, um, the MCCL Grounds Challenge that me and Matt Robinson are doing on Saturday. Matt Robinson from Actonians. Yeah, yeah. I will be seeing the first ball of that game because I'll be there at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's the first one on my list. So I'll report back on what I see of one ball, um, but I'll leave the rest of it for um, for you to follow via, via... Do they have pitch vision at Teddington? Or, they've, or had it, they've had something there in the past. I know. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, if it's on a regular basis. I mean, you could always ask them to start 10 minutes earlier, couldn't you? You know? Oh, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I've got to get to Fulham then exactly. for a game in Division 7. So it's my, it's my longest trek. Yeah. yeah, so I could do it getting away pronto there. But uh, yeah, all, all good. Um, at the bottom, Bronsbury are all but doomed. They are. I mean, before we come, we'll come to your guys, actually, because you had a good win. OK, yeah. yeah I mean, sure. some notes on that. So um, uh, a good performance. I mean, I was watching some of that at home, actually, before I popped out. And um, a bit of a tricky start for you guys. And Mealing were very yeah. good with the new ball. Um, and... I was actually impressed with um, Pat Dixon and Ben Lil Green in terms of how they compiled a partnership. I mean, you could say it was very slow to start off with. Um, you know, the run rate wasn't ticking at any sort of rapid rate when Neville Talbot at the crease, more compared to Neville Talbot. So, but they had a plan, and it took up to you know compared to total Francis Gurdjieff Sander, who who def- definitely justified himself with a bona fide Premier Division all rounder now, isn't he? Um, he can't play. He can't, yeah, he bossed it. He can't play cricket yeah. week bowling, can he? When the media bowlers turn up, but he can definitely play against the big guys when it comes to um, you've got some get get some runs. Um, so yeah, and he came and scored forty six not out and one eighty on the green with your attack. It's going to be hard to chase from most sides. Eating, you know, mentioned Sean or some, you know, some of the top batsmen um, found mm. life pretty tricky. Scott Enson did his level best to sort of you know get you sort of near that total, but. From the, looking at the, you know, the card and some of the footage that all your bowlers sort of chipped in, did their job, and um, you came away with yep. a good win. So, yeah, I mean, you are still in the race in yep. terms of like how Bush will see himself as well, but it's, it needs lots of things to happen, doesn't it, you know, for you too. We're not expecting to be champions, but at the same time, when you're mathematically in with the, well, in with the chance, and, we, you know, we play Bronsbury and Finchley yeah. as well, so, you know, we'd have to be a bit lucky, but as Napoleon once said, it's sometimes better to be lucky yep. than good. So, um, you know, we'll see how things go. Well, I mean, talking about Bronsby, that, that you, who you have next week, yeah. I mean, next week is the last chance, isn't it, really? Absolutely. You know, yeah. lose that and they're, and they're relegated. So they're hosting new guys at Harman Drive. Um, again, their batting, their batting frailties, you know, showed up again at 77 for four, 86 all out. You know, yeah. how do you explain that as, as a captain? I mean, I feel sorry for James. Overs I'm not going to be asking Overs to give me the low down. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no. not going to do that to the poor soul. Yeah. He must be tearing his hair out the poor guy because they've had these situations so many times this season where... They've been in good positions or, you know, position where they've got a base to, to build from and they end up succumbing to, to a low total. And, I mean, fantastic figure from Jaffa Chowan, who took four for four. Um, <laughs> he came on and did, did that damage. And, again, Bronze, they do, they do compete, you know, just give them some credit on that, on that front. They did take five wickets in, in trying to, you know, defend their total. But Alex Griffiths, um, one of the experienced players at the club, ex-captain, 27 not out and that's enough for them to get out of the line and you know Richmond never I'm sure Will Phillips will be looking back and thinking you know 81 points is not a bad and we could have a situation this season where we've got at least you know five teams on 100 points 
you know, yeah. potentially, which will be quite interesting because I'm not seeing that happen that often. So um, that that'd be that'd be a good. Uh, you know, well, we said so, it before, and we, we should say it again. It's it's a really open league, and the only thing I'm pretty sure about is that there's going to be a few more twists at the top. Um, North Mid and and, uh, and Teddington are clearly in the box seat, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if a few odd things happen along the way because yeah. there's a lot of good cricketers about. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not checked the weather this week. I'll have a quick look now. But um, I'm looking at the heads for next fixture. Next week's fixture: North Mid sits at, ham- at home to Hampstead. Um, again, they'll be they were hoping to get a home win. Tennis and Crouch, we mentioned, probably the game of the day. And yep. all the division. And then you've got, you know, Bronze, who take host and you guys at Harmon Driving. Again, as I said, it's like effectively like a, I mean, a semi final, quarter final. I don't know, it's free yeah. to go. That kind of situation where they, they lose, they're out, aren't they? Um, but the weather yep. looks okay for next weekend at the moment. So hopefully yep. um, it stays that way. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, cool. So. If we step down to Division One, um, that was a, an interesting week as well. There was a few untoward happenings there. Any thoughts? I mean, as you mentioned, I mean Division Three, the Prem had games which had lots at stake, and the same could be said for for Div One. I mean, looking at all the fixtures again, I think either relegation or, or, or promotion, there was some kind of twist or angle involved in these some of these fixtures. And we will start off with Stanmore getting defeated by Harrison Marisa, and now back in. Yeah. Back in the promotion, I mean, they are 15 points off second place, which is, you know, um, not easy to, to catch him with three games to go, but they've got an outside chance now. Um, good win away um, by four wickets. Um, Stanmore, one nine for six, 45. Travis Norris again in the run, scoring 55. And um, Harrison Reds chase it down for loss of, of six wickets. Um, Nicole Rao scored 59. Um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll be thinking now, you know, we we've got an outside chance to potentially sort of sneak in um, the back door. Because as I mentioned before, this weekend there's um, Stanmore versus Hornsey. So one will lose, one will win. Well, that is a really, yeah, a really interesting one. Because you look at it and Harrison Murray's are 15 points behind Hornsey and you're thinking, well, that's two games and you've got three games left. But one of Stanmore or Hornsey clearly loses this weekend. So Harrison Murray's are more in it than the, the, the raw data would have you believe, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Hornsey are in are in the situation now on the back of a fantastic last wicket stand yeah. um, by Jack Bruce, the captain, and Niyama Olenu. I mean, Jack Bruce, we um, had Chetan on the podcast earlier in the season. You know, lost his father last year. Um, it's probably been quite a tough time from him and his family recently, and last few months gone. So, uh, again, it's quite fitting that he's the guy that sort of led the side from the front. Um, and and also performed with, with bat and ball. And this weekend, it was a turn of, of using his bats. I mean, you know, was it 50 they needed? I think 52 they needed for the last wicket, maybe? 55 they put on. 55. I mean, that's a phenomenal partnership in the, in the context of the game. And also, as you say, Jack Bruce, 42 not out of 27 balls. So yeah. there, was, there was real sort of um, score rate pressure there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of caught the last few overs on, on the old frog box. Um, yep. And he, he just looked like in control, totally in control. I mean... You know, wasn't sort of taken all back by the pressure, and you have to give credit to to the number eleven as well. You know, twelve twelve not out of sixteen balls um, to help with his captain get home. So yeah, Hornsey, buoyed by that win, must be thinking it's is in their hands effectively. And I mean, if they beat Stanmore on Saturday, then even more more the merrier for those guys. Um, yeah, uh, Acton out of the race now, unfortunately. I'm sure so he'll be. Disappointed guy, and they lost by two. But they, they put also a very brave, brave battle at the end. Um, Wembley two twenty for nine. 
Zachary um, McCaskey, let me say his name properly. I've got it written down. Apologies for that, Dan. I'm yeah, they're, they're key performers yeah. before, yeah. they, with the bat. Greenwich yeah. um, also got some runs. But at the end, Acton, again, was a similar situation to, to um, Haunty when he did sort of the equation wasn't great in terms of runs he did and overs left. But um, Raj Riker made a big fist of things and he was hitting some big shots. But they ultimately fell short by two runs. So that defeat means another season in Div 1-4 for, for the Acton boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, going back to the Hornsby game, I mean, Neymar Lenu, we've talked about him before on the pod. He's, he's got a bit of pace about him. Yeah. I think the real challenge was always control when he was bowling. It looks like he's got a bit more of that now and he's, he's, he's become a first-team regular. And I'm possibly the only person in this club, but I, I've always been in the Neymar Alenu batting supporters yeah. club because he's scored 100 against the oh, really? twos. Okay. Uh, against our twos, yeah. Ooh, four, five, four, five, six, seven years ago now. And um, it was good 100. He blasted it everywhere. And I mentioned this to a few people at Hornsey and they were saying, oh, well, I'm not... You know, he's not, not down as a batter normally, but I, I remember watching him that day and I'm not at all surprised that he's got something in him somewhere. So, um, so, so yeah, well, well, done to, well done to him and, and, and to Jack Bruce for... For, for um you know for pulling that victory off. Last question I haven't did one though, Sal. Winchmore Hill. I don't know. Are they going well, down? I mean they've not the best few weeks have they? I mean Highgate no, I mean Highgate had a good win against Austria. I caught some of that on Saturday, um put up a big total and defended it well in the end. Um so Enfield had a big win that makes them, you know, looking like they're gonna be safe now. More or less Wembley so. beating yeah. Acton it was probably the surprise result of the day. But Winchmore Hill losing now does put some them under pressure. In terms of you know that sort of that relegation spot, and they they host Acton on Saturday, which will not be an easy game. Um, yeah. And Wembley will take on Enfield, so another win for Wembley there, and they look they could be sort of thinking we you know we're in a good position there. But yeah, I mean even Osterley on sixty three points, I know they're thirteen points behind Highgate. You know they they're not probably totally out of the woods yet at the moment. Um, but it has yeah. developed as we said in season like into like a, a, a division of two halves in some ways, as you can see. Um, you've got a top four mm. who are probably a bit better than the other six by, you know, a bit of a margin. And that shows in, in the table itself. Yep. And I did look at the fixtures with Winchmore Hill as well. And I think they, that they've slipped into this. We didn't really feel it. I'm not sure too many other folks thought that they'd be, they'd be eighth at this stage in the campaign. And they, they sort of slipped there without too many people noticing. And also look at the fixture calendar and, and they finish against Wembley. Oh, and that that could well be a really important yeah. fixture, yeah. Um, particularly if Highgate's you know continue if if they win just one of the next two games, then Highgate will feel that they win the last game. One of Winchmore Hill or Wembley could go down. So uh, pl- plenty of um, interesting cricket left there, I think. Yeah, and Brent, I mean Highgate go to Brentford on Saturday, so right, tentatively okay. ninth. Um, Brentford are detached by thirty-three points at the bottom of the table to Highgate, so Highgate. We'll be looking to to build on the game from Saturday and and pick up another win, which could you know which could effectively see him go over Winchmore Hill, Winchmore Hill lose. So there's all these. Well, I think Saturday is a massive game for Highgate yeah. because Brenton they will be wanting to win. But it's week 17, Harrison Marys, week 18, yeah. Hornsey. So yeah, definitely you want to try and get them 10 points on the board while they can now. But yeah, I mean again, it's, it's some great fixtures to look forward to. Not for obviously for the sides in bowling relegation, um, all this. Yeah, Does but for you? us to speak about and you know <laughs> reflect on it, it's great. Absolutely. Super. We'll have some words from our sponsor and then we'll move on to Division 2. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? 
When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. So, Division 2. Sal, North London are up. We know that. Uh, and again, congratulations. Um, what else do we need to know about Division 2? What happened this week? So, the, the race for second place is hotting up. I mean, we hosted Southampton, who put in a very good performance. Um, you know, we mentioned that they do have some very exciting, talented, um, experienced players within their ranks. And Saturday was an example of their guys turning up and, you know, they're putting a good show at the bat, actually. Leroy Shepard hit 80 entertaining innings and they've got a couple of other guys in, in their side who are very useful as well um, so they chased down a total of 214 quite easy in the end really um, Nish Patel you know play I know you, you know really well Dan I yep. think he's a very good, very good cricketer um, came at the end and, and scored um, uh, sort of Quenyard not out so yeah I mean Southampton uh, you know in that second place but um, and also Southgate are back in the race now yeah. defeating Harrow um, which, which gives them a chance of maybe grabbing that second position um, and then also we've got Barnes, you know, another side who are pitching in there. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting next few weeks as the season com- carries on. Um, who gets that second place? It's uh, it's going to be a uh, you know one to watch. Like we're watching, as you mentioned, the Premendive one. There's all sorts of permutations that could take place in the next few weeks. Um, again, not this weekend. You've got Barnes playing Southgate. You know, yeah, another another huge game. I mean, I mean, I mean Southgate lose that. Then they could be thinking it's going to be hard. Yeah. yeah, I think Southgate um, enough to win all three, but you know, but they did it. You know, did it this weekend. Um, it was a win or mm. you know, win or bust situation this Saturday for them, and they managed to get a win, um, which drops Harrow down to fifth, and they started second. You know, before the game starts yeah. this Saturday, so things can change in you know seven eight hours from you know where you where you're thinking you might be to where you end up. So um, yeah, so that's 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 the game of the weekend in in Div in Div two for sure. You know, Barnes yep. taking on Southgate. Um, should be a cracker. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. And I, the Southgate game look, looks really interesting to me from from last Saturday because um, you know I spoke to Tom Edrich earlier today, the Southgate skipper, and he said it, it's been really, really hard to score runs at Southgate mm. this season. And you know, it's such a beautiful ground. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's such, it looks such a great place to play. It is a great place to play cricket, but um, it's not often you see 137 for eight or 45 overs win a game. No. Um, and, and you know, Southgate clearly they they took their time, and I'm sure that it was because they had to, and um, and to win a game in those circumstances in the dressing room, I'd have thought they'll be cock a hoop. Yeah. Against um, against Harrow, of course, as you just said, are one of the sides that are looking to go up. So uh, respect due to them for that. I asked, I asked Tom, "Are you going up, Tom?" And he said, "Not the foggiest. No idea at all." Um, yeah, which is a perfectly fair answer. Because, of course, I think playing Barnes this week helps. If, if they beat Barnes, then they'll be above them, obviously. Yeah. But then they've got Uxbridge and Indian Gym. Yeah. So they've got sides who are really struggling. Um, and I think if they win all three, they will be there or thereabouts. But that's only because the league is pretty topsy-turvy. And it, it must be nice for North London to be away and above it, right? To, to be able to look on with interest at what goes oh, on. I mean, we'll also have a say. Cause we, we play Harrow in two weeks' time and we play Barnes the last game of the season. So, yeah. Oh, right. Um, okay. So we're going to have some kind of say in... When I say say, we'll be playing sides who'll be affected by results in the last few yeah. games. I mean, again... Now, what happened to Will Jones in your game? He got injured, didn't yeah, he? he? took a little knock. 
Um, it's nothing major. Yeah, he's is he fine. Okay? Nothing major. Oh, okay. I mean, he, 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 he just, he just, um, he'll be fine. He'll be, he's, he's just, he's just fast bowlers. They're always, there's always something yeah, going yeah. on. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's a good lad. Yeah. He'll be fine. Cool, super. And at the bottom, Wickham House. My goodness me, they do desperately need these points, right? Um, they are, as things stand, um, just the six points behind Indian Jim. But um, you know, losing to East Coast on Saturday, great for East Coast. They, they've you know rocketed into mid-table safety now. But Wickham House, they are they're, they're looking down the barrel a bit. Well, they've this run, aren't they? We just keep spiraling, don't they? You know, yep. defeat after defeat. I mean, they can't fire win the poor guys. Um, yeah. But as, as we mentioned before in the podcast, don't we, about Uxbridge situation, about them obviously leaving the league and how many sides will actually yep. be relegated. I'm not going to speak too much on that because I'm going to give out the wrong information, but I'm presuming only one goes down. That is a very oh, valid point, me. yeah. So that, that does change the equation a little bit. So... Um, so yeah, let's yeah. let's keep an eye on that one and wait for a wait to see our results develop before we we get too into it. But uh, but if I were Wickham House, I would still I would still be, you know, a little bit worried about this run. I mean, they have got as well Harrow and Barnes to play. They finish against Oxbridge, but they've got two of the better sides to play. And um, you know, maybe that's a good thing. You know, Sal, maybe playing the better sides, they'll it'll bring the best out of them as well. Yeah, I mean, again, Oxbridge credit to them. Last week, you know, they put up a real fight against Harrow. I um, mean, not. Getting defeated, and again they took Barnes to the wire, didn't they? This Saturday, yeah. um, losing by three wickets in a low-scoring game. Uxbridge won their four out. Oxford, you know, sorry, Barnes got the run seven down. So, you know, I mean, they, 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 despite their position and the situation where they're going to be going next season, um, they're still, you know, they're still playing hard cricket. They're still competing, yeah. um, and they're still trying to end on the high in their in their time in the league. Cause they've been, you know, been in the league for many, many a year. You know, the Virginia Premier Division side. So sure they want and to that's absolutely out. right. I mean, I, I know a few of the boys at Uxbridge. I'm sure you do too. And, you know, they're proud blokes. They ain't going to want to go out and not care, look like they don't care. That, that, that is not the way they roll. So even if they're losing games, they're not going to be losing games because they're not trying, that's for sure. Um, and as you say, we saw them dig in the other week. They, they've got it in them. Now, not quite the same when, you have, when it's win-lose cricket. But um, I don't think Uxbridge are going to give anybody anything. And they're right not to um, because that's, that's important. Isn't, there's no point in playing if you're not going to try. Yeah. Definitely. And as I said, I'm sure they want to leave the league on a high. You know, yes. yep. whichever games they have left, they're going to, I'm sure they're doing the utmost to try and pick up 10 points in the, on, on each situation. Um, yep. Yeah, spot on. Well, actually, they played Jim Khan this weekend away, so that'd be one where they're thinking, you know, can we get points? Yep. Can we get points and have a decent curry? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the latter is for sure. The former, not so sure on. But uh, we'll see how we go. Around the rest of the league, um, cover one or two of the highlights quite quickly here. There's an awful lot going on, obviously, but um, we also want to spend a bit of time talking about this MCCL v Middlesex game. Um, arguably the game of the day in the whole league was in Division 4, and I say that because Alexandra Park, who've had an impressive season, actually, um, were play- they were second, and they were playing old Isleworthians, who've had a charge up the table um, in recent weeks, and it was pretty clear that this was going to have um, a big impact on, on the promotion race, uh, and Ultimately, Ali, Ali Pali came through. It was secondary third, as I say. They batted first, got 174. Um, and uh, Old Eyes Awardians um, responded with 115. So that points uh, that puts Alexandra Park nine points clear of Old Eyes Awardians now. And um, I think ultimately that's, 
it's clearly not a decisive gap, but I think you know it's important to have beaten your nearest rivals, and I think that will really set up Alexandra Park for um, for, for, for their run in um, to the end of the season. And it wasn't you know a completely one sided affair. I know they were fifty for five at one stage. I spoke to the skipper Jimmy Abbott earlier today, and um, he was telling me that you know they, they put on a hundred in the middle um, after they were 50 for five, and I, I know he was involved in that, he got 35, and Yasin Hawa got 66, which looks like the pivotal uh, individual performance in the game, and that, that meant that ultimately they had a bit to bowl at, and it looks to me that, that as if their, their speedster, um, Evan uh, Wharton, he, he came on in the middle of the innings, you know, you'd think pace bowlers want a new ball, but he came on in the middle of the innings, and took a pretty decisive five for 37. So uh, that, that saw Alexandra Park home. I know both um, Alexandra Park and Isa Worthians have got to play London Tigers. Um, probably won't get too much out of them. Nobody has all season. But um, over and beyond that, I mean, and if you assume that they both don't get anything out of London Tigers, that leaves two games left. So um, still all to play for, but you'd probably rather be Ali Pally than old Isa Worthians uh, at the moment. Also, if you look at Division 5, um, Swami Bapa, we mentioned in most weeks, but they, they, they've had a really interesting year. They were playing one of the best sides in the league, so obviously they beat them, obviously. They, they struggle against the sides at the bottom, but they had a, a, a pretty impressive performance um, against uh, uh, New Caledonians who, who were gunning for promotion. So New Caledonians 105, Swami Bapa 107 for three, knocked it off in 29 overs. I don't think it's going to save them. Um, I think Somi Bopper are still going down. They're 21 points behind United Sports. Um, and they, United Sports were this team who were seventh before then because Peshwa, who were, were eighth, they beat United Sports. Uh, that was 145 versus 92. So I think the, the statistical uh, demons up there are, are, are going are to see to it that Somi Bopper do probably go down. But by the looks of it, they're, they're, they're going to give it a good, a good go. Um, between now and the first week of September. So um, every respect to them. Sal, I'm a little bit wary on this one, but I was going to then go have a broader look at low scores and North London came on my radar. One of your sides didn't have such a good week, right? No, unfortunately, uh, um, 57 bowled out for 19. Mm. Um, They've had a tough season, right? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had... I mean, you know, most clubs have it. Some of them own about it or, you know, um, sort of like, you know, Use it as an excuse, but we did have a very tuition this weekend. Yeah, um, it happens. Right? Yeah, but we've all been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't obviously the ideal situation. I mean, one positive thing did come from that. So um, North London Fields obviously nineteen all out. Ali Pally got them in two point one overs. That means the boys come back to clubhouse quite early. We had a player injured on Saturday, so we needed a sub fielder. On comes Howard Lee, our fifth seven captain, sixty four years of age. Um, 64 wow 64 years of age um, actor who's been in quite a few sort of TV shows and actually been in the film Lagan um, which oh, is about cricket film the, yeah. yeah 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 so, so there's a bit of a link there with cricket there so he's been in that and um, you know feels like a demon on Saturday so I'm just wondering how many what's the oldest player a club has had who's played in their first team in the league game so oh, he's obviously 64 now so it'll be interesting when we can beat that that is that is a really interesting question. I can tell you now, Twickenham have never had anybody playing the first team who's 64. We've had people who look like they're 64, who feel like they're 64, but that they've never actually been 64. I'd be very interested to know if anyone knows of anybody who's older than that who's come on the field to, to represent the first team. I mean, when he says that, is he still acting out of interest? Yeah, he does. I think he does bits and pieces now. So he's done a bit of Coronation Street. Actually, also got another unique fact about Howard Lee is that um, when you played the one character in Coronation Street, the character was called Howard. All good. So, you know, all good. Rarity, I, want yeah. some, 
Yeah. I was playing on the green against the Stage Cricket Club and the man from Del Monte opened the bowling. Remember him? <laughs> if you're under 40, yeah, you've got no chance. You have to Google him. But, um, yeah, but yeah, the man from Del Monte. Right, right, um, yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. So was that your real name? Oh, was it no, name I'll real find life? it out. I'll, I'll be able to look back in, in the scorecards. Yeah. But yeah, TMD El Monte. No, that would be the name in the yeah. book, wouldn't it? But uh, no, I'll, I'll look it up. But he, he was very nice. Yeah. Did he bowl some Jaffers? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get me out. Was, you know, most good. people do get me no. out, but he didn't. I remember that. Um, and it was a very good day. Stage are a very good opponent. If ever they come on anyone's radar, they're a very good Sunday club. So, um, and they, you know, they, they stay behind. They, they're, they're a good sort. Um, but well, 19 on out wasn't the lowest score of the weekend in the league, was it? No. You spotted something I else. I did, yes. Down. And I feel very bad saying this because what one club... Um, in the week, went on the Just Giving page that, that um, Robbo and I have for this, this MCL Grounds event and put in £100. And I thought it was very nice. And they said, well, wish you the best of luck. We'll see you on Saturday when you come to our ground. And it was Pinner Challenges. And I really thank, you know, super effort. Thanks, thanks to the guys at Pinner. And it was Pinner Challenges who got 16 all out on Saturday. Um, it wasn't a first, it was a second. They were chasing 162 against uh, Headstone Manor. Uh, and unfortunately, they, they uh, couldn't muster more than 60. I think it was six ducks, top score of four. Um, is that our lowest score of the season, Sal? I should have looked this up before. I think it is, isn't it? I think it might be. It might even be level or it could be the lowest score of the season. Yeah, all the Was there an 18 the... at some point? Say again? Was there an 18? Or... I think it was a 21 at one point, wasn't there? Definitely 21, Southgate threes. Um, yeah, 18 yeah. sounds familiar. All of these scores um, are going to be somewhere on, on the County League website, particularly the first 11s. Paul's got, Paul Smith's got a very detailed... Um, statistical footprint there as to what everybody's done. But I'm not sure that, that travels to seconds, understandably, because it's hard to get the mm. data. But 16 all out, yeah, I think we're, that's the lowest we've had this year. So commiserations to pinner challenges. It does happen. We've all been in those scoring games, but um, fingers crossed they bounce back next week. In terms of promoted teams, Sal, um, I had a bit of a look around. I think six sides across the whole league are now uh, officially promoted. Four of them are first 11s. Uh, North London uh, in Division 2, Harrowtown Division 3, London Tigers Division 4. Um, they've, they're, they're clubs we've mentioned pretty regularly because they've had great seasons. Another club we've perhaps not mentioned as regularly, but they've clearly had a wonderful season, is K-plus in Division 5. They are up and will be playing in Division 4 next year. In terms of second 11s, Winchmore Hill uh, in Division 2, they're up. Uh, and they could have gone up last week, if I remember rightly, but it didn't quite work out for them. They, they were involved in a, in a draw, the, the wrong end of a draw, which if they got... Right would have seen them promoted in week 14, but they're up now. So, And in the third tier, just the one third tier side promoted, that's Crouch N3s. So they're up from Division 3. So six promoted teams already. Eight relegated teams, though, Sal. Did you keep an eye on those? Yeah, so Finchies, side we've spoken about in the past. Brentford, yeah. fortunately, also down now. Um, and Tamil United in Div 5 will be playing Div 6 cricket next season. Yep. And second 11s, we have a couple um, Middlesex Titans in Division 1. They've had a tough old year. Southgate uh, threes in uh, Southgate in Division 2, rather. They, they've had a tough year too. They've gone. And third tier sides, I'm afraid there's a bit of a repeat pattern here. Middlesex Titans threes have gone with East Coast threes in the Prem. So that's, that's all sorted out. They've had tough old seasons. And Southgate threes in, in Division 1, they, they've been relegated as well. Well, no doubt more names will be added to that next week. We'll keep you up to date. But in the meantime, we want to talk about this fixture in 10 days' time. We're recording Sunday night, so um, it, it'll be, uh, um, I think it's the Wednesday, Thursday of uh, next week, so in 10 days from now. And 
we, we think this is a really interesting contest. Obviously, Middlesex moving back to Red Bull cricket. They want to try and get their players back into the groove there. And they've asked, um, they've asked the County League via Bob Baxter um, to come up with a side. And, of course, it's a side that will play over two days. It's, it's a prop, proper game, in inverted commas, in the sense that, uh, it, you know, it's not, not, a, not an overs thrash. And um, we thought it might make sense to have a think about who the County League side might be. Now, cricket is a game of opinions, as is uh, as are most sports that are worth following. So, of course, we have no, um, you know, we, we, we don't know what's going to happen here. With the massive caveat that we, we are aware of a few of the players, simply because they, they either come from our clubs or, um, or, or we bumped into people who, who have, um, you know, who, who have told us they were playing. To put more meat on those bones, um, in terms of Twickenham, um, Carlos Nunes is playing. Uh, uh, I'm aware of that as is um, Don Manuelji, who's had a pretty solid season with the bat um, for, for us. Both of them uh, in, in reasonable-ish nick, even though they didn't get any runs this weekend, but uh, both in, in reasonable form as well this, this season. Um, we also know that Will Jones is playing. Sal, that's right, isn't it? He's going to be, I guess, opening the bowling? Yeah, he's been picked to play, yeah. Yeah, interesting, uh, interesting choice. And of course, he's had a fantastic season, plays minor counties cricket, so uh, be keen to see how he goes. And yesterday I was on, uh, when I came back from my game against Highgate Threes, I, I was chatting away with um, Raj Patel and um, Tom Rutherford, who were umpiring uh, on the green when our ones were playing Ealing. And they were both quite interested in this fixture. And Christian Martin was there as well, uh, obviously, after the game. Uh, and we were talking a little bit about, about this fixture then. And, and Christian revealed um, that, that he's captain. So I think we can probably, uh, or he's, he's doing the admin, as he says. When, you, when you're good at admin, <laughs> it's amazing what, you know, what games you get asked to be involved in. But, um, you know, he's had a decent season too. C- Christian clearly is, is, is a perfectly logical pick there. So he's playing. Christian Martin's in. We know that. And we also know that Travis Norris is playing. So that, and again, five centuries this season. Stan Moore are, are still top of Division 1. He's, he's had a fantastic uh, year as well, and he's in, and I'll, I'll be interested to see how he goes at that level. But there are six slots that we don't know anything about, and Sam and I both thought that it might make sense for us to speculate broadly as to who we might pick. Now, I'm going to throw this open to Sal to see where he would go with it originally, uh, in, sorry, in a minute. Um, but there's always, always this selection quandary, isn't there, in that... You can look at the stats, you can look at who's taken quite a few wickets, you can look at who's scored a lot of runs, um, and they will tell you something. They'll give you something to work with. But there's also the information that you have beyond the stats about potential, about pedigree, about someone being in a bad run of form, but you know they can play. Therefore, do you stick with them? Do you go with them? And all of those things are, are, are not just you know, subjective, but you've got to factor in other issues for this particular site, such as availability. Can blokes get two days off work? Um, is it right that that particular person would want to play? And there may be some of that around as well. So um, there's all sorts of things going on here that, that Sal and I clearly have um, very little uh, um, traction on. So we're just going to go with the names that we would go with if we had, um, if, if anyone asked us. Um, and um, with that, Sal, over to you. If Travis is opening the batting, who's going to open with him? Just before we carry on that, just want to clarify the, the, the dates of the game. So the dates are 25th and 26th of um, August, so it's Wednesday and Wednesday. Thursday. Right. Um, 10.30am start, and the game will be played at Old Merchant Taylor's Cricket Club in Northwood. Um, play scheduled to finish at half past five each day. Now, they've also mentioned here as well that um, it's a reminder that those in attendance, there will be a players and match officials area in operation around the pavilion and no spectators access will be allowed into this restricted zone. 
anyone attending is welcome to come along, but they do need to bring their own sort of um, food um, and, um, you know, drinks, for instance. You said they've got to bring also, their own lager. Is that, is that what you're saying, mm, so? Yeah. yeah, you might have to bring their own lager. And also, um, there won't be any sort of, I don't think there'll be any sort of seating. So if you've got a little deck chair lying around at home, pop that in the car, yep. bring it with you as well. Leave it with um, them. Yep. So, yeah, so on to your question, Dan. So Travis Norris takes number one spot in, in, in the openers. Um, I've got two names here. Um, and again, it's really hard to decide between the three. Sorry, I've got three names here, sorry, by the way, that yep. we put together. Um, George Collins, Chevis Bush, fantastic teams in the bat. Um, very consistent. Um, always you know, always pivotal in any sort of run chase or target setting that Bush put up. So he's one of my first names. Callum Jackson, Hampton captain. Now I've put Callum down as um, also potentially the wicketkeeper for the side as well because we need a keeper. And we need to keep I think that's a fair call because I'd be very surprised if Carlos is keeping. I, I know he's playing, but he, he doesn't really want to keep for us, and Ben Mill Green does. So I think it would be yeah. slightly surprising if he, if he kept in this game. So I think that's a decent call. And you probably want a specialist keeper as well. I mean, Carlos is yep. you know he's an all rounder, does everything, doesn't he? Bats, bowls, keeps, you know, does everything. Yep. Um, he probably wouldn't want to be keeping all day potentially as well to you know some of these guys we're going to list later on. So Callum is a bona fide keeper, um, very good opening bat as well. Hampton captain again, he's been in the runs this season, so. Um, when we come to the sort of vote, I probably will be inching towards it. And the third person is Will Phillips, Richmond captain. Again, a very good opening batsman. Um, got 100 actually today in, 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 a, in a League Cup game, which we'll talk about later on. So he's he's mm. very similar profile, all these three guys, you know, um, consistent batsman. Not only this season, in, you know, in the years gone by as well. Um, but I think Callum, on the basis that he can keep, I would, I would um, go for him. So what would be your pick, yeah. Well, I think I think they're they're decent starters for ten, and all three of them it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, my instinct was Will Phillips. I've seen him play twice this year, and um, I wasn't aware he's got a hundred today again. So he's clearly in decent nick now, and he looks a player to me. And not that the others don't, but I I, I saw him and he, he, I thought, yeah, this guy has got something about him. So my instinct was to go for Will Will Phillips, but. Um, I could be persuaded on the others. And of course, you've got to think about things like, you know, balance of the side and, and, and the keeping issue comes into it. And um, judging by what I think we're going to say in the next few minutes, I don't think we've got any other people who are going to fight Callum for the keeping bird. So um, I suspect Callum's ultimately going to be the one who comes, comes through there. I'm prepared to, um, to sacrifice poor old Will for Callum uh, simply because I think um, it makes sense uh, wicket-keeping-wise. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there, there, Callum Jackson just not gets the nod. I mean, there is a name will come later on, but I think this is only his first season in the league. Um, so I think Callum's been at Hampstead I think, for two seasons now. So I think just on the basis of that extra season in the league as well, and also having captain yep. his side as well. So just you know, um, you know, obviously there's no. It's not like a you know. I'm sure it's going to be competitive, but I think most of the players will want to get an experience out of the whole situation. So just having um, yep. for Carlos having someone around him as well who captains the side. For, for Christian as well, you know, two guys who um, are captains of their club as well. Having sort of three guys who captain their teams will make things maybe a bit easier when it comes to decision making. Yeah. Oh, I think there's a bit of experience around, yeah. isn't yeah. there? And I think that's quite yeah. important. Yeah. And you've got, you've got to, yeah, you've got to make sure that, that, that people go into the game knowing what they're yeah. doing, um, with the right attitude to the game, and also um, I, I think you know we, we need people with a bit of pedigree at that level. Not not just pedigree, but people who've yeah. got a. Got, got a real feel for Definitely. what's going on. So if we assume Manuel G and Nunez are three and four, and that's not not no. my picks. It's not just my, I know they're playing, so they're going to bat somewhere up there. Number five. I mean, the guys we're going to mention for five and six could easily could easy bat four. I mean, I know Carlos does bat five and six for yep. for Twickenham on a regular basis, so um, he may want to drop yeah. down. You're, you know, he may want to go four. But I mean, I, 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 the name I came up with, and you come up with another name. The, guy, the name I've come up for number five is Evan Flowers. I also feel that 
this kind of game is the kind of game where the league should look at, or not should look at, but it'll be nice if it looks at players who've been, who've been in the league a long time um, and consistently performed week in, week out um, for their clubs. And, you know, good servants of the league. And Evan Fowler sums it up, you know, totally for me. He's, he's been a good club man for North Middlesex. He's been there when they've been, you know, in, in the lower divisions. He's been there when they won the league titles. This year, he's had a great season this year with a back, scored 450s, um, been pivotal in, in, in their, you know, sort of a chase for the title. You know, there's no home there's no Cracknell. So, Evans had to step up this year, and he has done that. And the fact is, he's been around a long time. You know, he's a very popular guy in amongst the league. He gets on with all the players. Everyone speaks really highly of him. So, Evan would be my pick for that number five berth. I think it's a strong case. But I did think Harry Evans at um, Teddington... Now, I wasn't totally sure if he was still an overseas player. And I looked just as you were talking then, and he is. So I don't know if that affects it at all. I can't see why it would, to be honest. It doesn't really matter. But I think Harry Evans' pedigree is, is, is really good. Um, he's not scored quite as many runs as last year, I think. But then again, he scored a hell of a lot of runs last year. Or, or he, in terms of averages, he looked great. So, um, so I, I instinctively thought of him. But again, I, I would have absolutely no objections at all with Evan Flowers. And, and, and you can say how old he is. I played against him in first team cricket yeah, years yeah. ago, so he must be ancient. But, um, but definitely someone widely respected and 450s this year. So he's no. not in the worst of Nick either. So um, quite, quite happy to go with Evan Flowers at five if you are. Yeah. And also, if we're going to go one overseas, which the league rules sort of stipulate, I don't know if we're going to... Travis is obviously classed as overseas, isn't he, I think, this season? Travis Norris? Yes. Years. So if we're going to go, if we, if we sort of stick to that basis of one overseas rather than putting two in, I mean, yeah. that's just for our purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make life easier. Cool. So Evan Flowers at five, number six. Now I, I also like to like a bit of balance in my side, so I'd like to probably, you know, I like to have an attack which has got variation in it, um, and I've sort of put an off spinner in here who bats or two 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 suggestions. Now, they're not going to be... You're not probably yourself of yourself. I've told you I about that. Okay. Are over, mate. <laughs> um, so these guys can both bat, have, again, lots of experience um, and also both decent, both decent awesome. So the first name is Abhishek Junjunwala. Um, again, Tennyson player who's been in the runs, bowls useful off spin. Doesn't take big hauls of wickets in games, but does come on and take twos and threes. And, you know, Dobson, he's opened the bowl in. He's come on first chain, second chain. So... He can adapt to situations. Had the experience of playing IPL cricket. Um, been around the league in a couple of years now, at least with playing Richmond first and now Teddington. So he's he's my first name that I put down. And the second I added was Ben Fraser. Maybe number six might be one spot too high, but it'll probably um, be annoyed at me for saying that. He has got League 100 this season, Ben. So again, he has he's played minor counties cricket. <laughs> he played, might be annoyed, yeah. Prem, <laughs> yeah, played, played Premier Division cricket for Harpenden for many years. Um, so, you know, he's got bags of experience at, at, at club level. Um, similar profile to Abhishek in terms of, um, you know, what, what he does. I, I suppose he's probably more of a bowler turned batsman and where Abhishek's probably more of a batsman turned bowler. So that's the decision we have to sort of weigh up. You know, do we want a bona fide batsman at six compared to a batsman who bowls more often? If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, my, my instinct was Jenjen Wally. He was one of the first names I put down there. But I'm, I'm conscious that maybe because because his reputation is, is significant, you know, IPL history and all the rest of it. Um, but I, I think he's he, he's someone who would rise to the occasion of a game like yeah. that. And um, I, 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 
You know, I think Junjun Waller, if he's available, I've got no idea if he is yeah. not. But if he is, I'd, I'd pick yeah. him. I, I think he could be be someone who really, um, you know, pose a bit of a challenge for for, for some of the Middlesex boys as well. So Junjun Waller probably would just get that one for me, although I totally understand the logic with Fraser. No, I, I, I'll go with your, your shout on Junjun Waller. I'm just going to profile these batsmen as well. They are, um, in terms of the how, how they bat, Travis quite attacking. Callum's very sort of, um, you know... I think Graham Smith. I, I, he really reminded me of Graham yeah. Smith when I saw him. Big left-hander, big bloke as well, boshes yeah. it. So we've got good balance there. Because, you know, I mean, I mean I'd, I'd probably go with Junjun Wall at four and drop Carlos or Evan down to five and six between those two. They yep. can be sort of the engine room, you know, the experience that lies with those two. Um, Don, three, yeah, it's a good shout. So, yeah, I mean, that would be my five. It's going to alter the batting order slightly. Sounds good to me. No problem with that. Now, number seven, one of the people I mentioned yesterday to... Um, uh, um, to Christian and, and, and to the umpiring team was James Keatley. And the first thing that, that, that Christian said was, well, you know, we, we've got people who are 43 years old playing county cricket for Kent, you know, Darren Stevens do, doing the business. And, and he's not saying that James Keatley's old or anything, but he is saying, you know, he's, he's a medium pace who takes a load of wickets and he's got a lot of control. And of course, Keats uh, gets yep. bats. So my, my instinct was that, that someone like Keatley would be, I'd rather have him in my team in a situation like that. Coming in at seven, um, bowling, you know, wobbling a few down, uh, and and I think I think of course Keith, Keith, he works at, at Middlesex as well. I think it's a quite a nice little story there uh, too to have him playing. But um, I, w- I wouldn't pick him for that reason, but I would pick him because I think he's a good cricketer who is probably still a bit underestimated. I don't, I don't know if that's actually true. My impression is that um, just because he doesn't bowl at eighty-five mile an hour, people people take him lightly. You know, I, I'm not I'm not saying that's. A widely held opinion, but I, I definitely think he's he's a player who I'd rather be with than against. So Keatley was my first suggestion there, but you had others for number seven, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with him, Keatley as well, because I did put him down afterwards. Yep. I mean, again, it's, it's a similar case to Evan Flowers. Been in the league a long, long time. Um, you know, he's he's been a good servant to his club. I mean, more of a batsman a few Absolutely. years back, and now he's top of the order. Yeah, now he's, yeah, yeah, he's opened a batting, didn't he? I remember, and he's batted in the top top four on a regular basis now. More. Known for his bowling, and as you mentioned, you know, bowls a nagging length, just doesn't give many runs away, takes key wickets, can bowl long spells. Um, so he, you know, he's a, he's a great shout. And the other two I mentioned are probably more new to the league compared to James. Um, Scott Inson from Ealing, um, developed into a regular round of the season, and last year came as a primary bowler from Old Actonians. Um, so he's made a massive jump from standard cricket, who was playing, I think, four or five years ago when he joined Ealing. And now he's, he's you know, he's, he's a Premier League player through and through. Um, again, maybe hasn't got the stats if we're talking about regarding his batting this season. The stats also so only that, tell you so much, Sam, don't they? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so with, I mean, with him, he's a very similar ball to James, wicket to wicket. You know, he can sort of take um, key wickets and he can take a new ball. He can, he can come on first change, second change. That's where his um, sort of profile lies. And then the final one's Patrick Patel from Crouch End. Um, probably less than known of the three. Um, yep. But very good, very good all-rounder. He's got 100 season. Um, I'm sure, I think he's taken a five for this season as well. So um, he normally opens the ball for, for Crouch End. He's their lead seam bowler. Um, good batsman. Sort of comes in five, six, seven. Um, can, can pace the things really, really well. Good fielder as well. I mean, that's the other thing. We've got to look at side in terms of field, haven't we? I mean, we've got yep. some... Guys, you know, in terms of age-wise, you know, maybe pushing into, into the sort of late mid thirties, and then we've got some young guys in there as well who might do the running around. So, um, 
you know, we've got to um, sort of balance it out in that way, I suppose. But yeah, so I mean, out of those three, if I'm going to pick, it's a tough one. I'm going to, I'm going to go Keatley. Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say Pratik Patel. No, I mean, he's, I mean, listen, all three are fantastic players. Yeah. You know, um, like saying, there's, yeah. there's no, um, you know, the three of them are really good all-rounders, you know, offer a lot to their sides and done so this season as well. But I'm, I'm a bit of a sort of like a sentimentalist in some ways and I think Keatley, just for the fact, as he's mentioned, he works with Middlesex as well. Um, you know, he's been a great servant to the league and, and to his club. And also he's got that experience, hasn't he? You know, he's won the league. Mm. Um, he's played in big games. Um, and he just has that little bit. And actually, he's also captain his side as well. So, effectively, we've got, I think, five players in here who are captain their side. Um, so, yeah, I think he, he just edges the other two. But it was a very close yeah. call. In my, my, yeah, my I think that's fair. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be too sentimental on this one. But, um, and, and Pratik Patel, for me, is an interesting choice. I, I, I think, you know, a little bit under the radar because Crouch Hender uh, is still relatively new. But, um, but, uh, but I think he, he, he would be a good shout. But I'll... I'll I'll sort of go with you on 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 Keats. Um, you, you've gone into bat very impressively for him, so uh, we'll, we'll stick Keatley at seven. And I, I do genuinely think his bowling is underrated still. So cool. Eight. Well, if we sh- where does Will normally bat for North London? Um, would he I mean, bat we'll, at eight, we'll, Jones, or is that too high for him? He, he'd be fine at eight. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's got runs batting at eight in the Premier League. He's got runs batting for Hearts in in lower lower sort of you know, numbers wise where he's coming late. Um, I mean, our, our club if we had to. Bat him every week, you easily bat for it comfortably. Um, oh, okay. Because he bowls, but to sort of come down the order and anchor the innings. He's got good brain on him, so he can manage situations. If you need to get runs quickly, he can do that. If you dig in, he can do that as well. Um, so he, he sees. No worries. We will leave him at eight then. And if we say Christian at nine, I don't know if Christian will be will like that or feel that he's been harshly treated, but uh, it doesn't really matter. He's a captain. He can pick the order. We're just picking the team. Um, Christian at nine. Now for ten... I think my first name when I was asked last night on the veranda at TCC about this was Joel Hughes. Um, now, whether Joel's body will be able to, to get him through two days is an altogether different matter. But I think if you're picking the best bowler in the league, I'd pick Joel Hughes. And I don't, don't know if he's the leading wicket-taker anymore. He's going to be up there. But, um, but for me, he's been fantastic this season and um, I'd pick him. Simple as I that. think you want to pick him, Dan. I don't think you ask, you ask any umpiring yeah. player in, in, in the Premier this season... Or who's come across in the last few years, he'll be the name that everyone calls out straight away. Um, you know, the easiest yeah. pick in the side, I'd say, you know, Joel Hughes straight away. And it'd be great to see him perform against some of his professional players, you know. Um, I know they do it occasionally when they, when they play for their clubs, you know, it happens, but you're, we're now talking about 11 of them, not one or two. Um, and that'd be great, you know, for him and just for us as well, in some ways, to uh, sort of get a take on. How good he really is. I mean, great for you for like five yep, or six. Wouldn't absolutely. Yeah. And number 11, and again, they don't have to bat number 11, but we've got them in number 11 here. In fact, you know, depending on who we pick, they probably wouldn't bat number 11. But we had two names, didn't we? We had Apajit um, Karana from Crouch, and he's got a phenomenal record, and he's had that over a couple of or three seasons, at least, in, in the league. So I think he's a really strong call. But Nyan Doshi was also... Uh, mentioned there, you know, put himself forward for the IPL this season. He didn't get picked, but he put himself forward for it. Uh, phenomenal record, got plenty of wickets this season. Strong case of picking both of them, but yeah. I think we can get them in, um, given what we got in front of us. So I don't know about you, but I go Apogit. I think Apogit's been been a bit of a phenomenon uh, uh, since he arrived at, at Crouch End uh, and before that, to be honest. So I'd go with him. Would you do that, or would you go with Nyandoshi? Yeah, no, I'm the same with you, Dan. Here, um, so if we look at the profile and the makeup of the side, we've got. 
a left arm spinner. We've got two off spinners in Christian Abishek. We've got two quick, sort of, you know, medium fast in Will Jones and Joe Hughes. And we've got Keatley as well to bowl some medium pace. So there's a, there's a good balance there of bowling there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at project. I mean, again, nine days, a great year for Bronsby. Last couple of seasons, almost carried their attack single handedly. But just based on, on stats and also just the feedback you get from players who, who are facing this season, um, you know, he, he's. He's he's my yep. he's my pick, um, and again experience. You know, I mean, both are, both have experience. You know, Nine's played county cricket. Appridge's played a very good level back in India. I think he might have played first class. You know, going back a few years now. So um, they both sort of play the level yep. similar to what they've experienced in next week. But yeah, I think, and you can also bat. He's a useful bat as well, and not a bad field as well. I actually remember watching him last year against you guys in the in the game that was played, and he took a great run out, one handed mm-hmm. pick up and throw. So he's no 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 slouch in the field. So yeah. Um, Appridge it. I was going to say, I'm I'm going to basically uh, sort of take on a football approach to this. I'm going to say, we've got a substitutes bench, which of course we can't use. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't have five substitutes in cricket. But we we wanted to sort of name check a few folks that we'd also also thought about. And we think have had really impressive seasons or have got the potential to go on and and, and make an impact in games like this. And uh, one that you mentioned uh, was a player from uh, from Shea Boo who's had a really good season. Uh, Sal? Yeah. Ali Easton. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a, I'm a big fan of Ali Easton. He's, he's just comes in and does a job, doesn't yeah. he? Did it this weekend. Done it in the past. I mean, not sure where he'd fit no, into the side. Um, that's, the, that's the only issue regarding Mr. Easton. But yeah, he's, he's you know, he's, a, he's yep. on the bench. He's, in, he's, in, he's, in the, in the, he's got the call up for well, the I'd 16. I've actually put two other Shea Boo players on the bench and they are more at the, the potential end of things. But I, I've seen them both this year and Karab Akhtar and Ramon Bailey it struck me as having all the tools to be really, uh, really impressive, quick bowlers. And, and, you know, they've had good years. They both bowl well. Um, but I, I don't think they quite get in this side. But I think they're two players who, who are on the fringes and they'd be, they'd be on the bench for me as well. Um, any more, Sal? Who else would fill the bench up? Just on those two, I mean, Korobak is probably sort of, you know, Joel Hughes and are probably fighting for the same spot or him and Will Jones, yep. for instance. And I think those would just edge it, but he's a, he's a good performer. Ramon, I think, has been out injured. Recently, I'm not yeah, seeing his name this yeah. week, which is a shame because I love seeing him this year have a full season. And I think if next year in the same situation, then he's definitely pushing for one of those spots because what we do lack in the side is a left arm seamer. Um, but um, yeah, obviously, injury, injury deprived him this you know, this, this this season. Um, Alistair Pollock, yep. Tennington again, a very very consistent performer, um, experience as well. You know, he's captain the side, um, so he'd be another one that'd be pushing if there's injuries turn up in the seam department. Um, Tom Powell, Finchy captain, in a, in a difficult year for his side. Well, I think it really does deserve a mention, Sal, because he's three hundred forty-six yeah, runs yeah. at thirty-four with a side who haven't won a game yeah. this season. That, that that's a decent performance. And also, just want to lead in the side that's losing week in week out with quite a young base, you know, base set of players. Um, it can't be easy. Um, it can easily affect your own game, which I'm sure has happened to other captains in the past. But he's he's continued to score runs. So again, he he makes our sort of yep. final squad. And the last one I wanted to mention was um, uh, Peter Daniel from Teddington. You know, he, he's had he's had a at least the the, st- the stats would show us a really effective season. Um, as a keeper, he's got the most dismissals, 26. So if Callum Jackson pulls a fetlock any time between now and, uh, yeah. uh, now and the start of the game, then Peter Daniel would certainly be perfectly fine going in and keeping. And he scored 288 runs at 26. So he, yeah. he's a keeping all-rounder. And um, I, I think he's been pretty impressive. He doesn't quite get in ahead of Callum, but he's not a million miles no. away. 
I mean, I, I, I chose Callum just on the basis he's got a season years advantage over. Yeah, sure. He did, he did he, I think it's his first season here. So, um, as there was a couple of names I want to mention who play also in Div 1. Because I know we, we picked a Div 2 player on the side of Will Jones. Um, but I did think there was, there's a, there's a, you know, that, there's a sort of set of names I've sort of written, written down, and I think also deserve a mention who played Div 1 cricket. So, um, Jim Gatton, Winchmore Hill. Um, you know, we've mentioned how they're having a bit of a tricky period at the time, but he's, he's you know, he's, he's, he scores runs on a regular basis. You know, he's a class player. He's a Premier League cricketer. Um, he'd walk into in probably almost every Premier League inside. Um, uh, Lesbon Edwards as well from 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 um, Hornsey. You know, he's got two big hundreds this season. Hornsey, yep. He gets some with it, but then you're trying to say, yeah, the, you know, who do you take out? Nunes, Manuel, G. Flowers. I don't think he's um, at that level yet. Um, but, you know, he's another mention. And then um, side Casimir from, from uh, Harris St. Mary's, left arm spinner. Yeah. Um, he's a good bowler. You know, another good, good yeah. Good bowler, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good all-rounder. But again, you know, he's trying to compete about Karana and Nine Doshin. Again, just that Premier League sort of quality just pips him, I suppose, in, in, in getting to the side. But yeah, yeah, definitely um, a player who would be pushing... Um, you know, if it was so just to be clear, over to you on this, Christian, in terms of the batting order, we'll leave you to pick it out. But our, our 11, uh, uh, and we expect it to be the 11, we'll have no, uh, you know, w- w- there'll be issues if it's not. Um, no, Travis Norris, one, Callum Jackson, two, Don Manuel, G. Carlos Nunes, Nunes Evan Flowers, Abhishek Junjunwala, James Keatley, Will Jones, Joel Hughes, Christian Martin, captain, and Apajit Karana. That would be our 11 if our opinions meant anything at all. So best of luck to whoever does turn out. We hope you go well. Certainly, I'm going to try and get there on Wednesday to watch. Um, and I think you're going to try and pop down as well. Yeah, I'm going to try and get down both days if I can, if I'm off at the minute, so I've got some time. Yeah, um, yeah I might try and get down to both days if possible. I'd like to see, see how, the, how the guys perform. It should be good. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, as I said, it's a great idea. It's brilliant. I mean, it makes the league so unique in the way it is. You know, you don't ever see um, other counties putting this kind of fixture on. Um, so it does show the good links we have with Middlesex and County Cricket Club. Um, absolutely and it's going to be absolutely. a great experience for the guys taking part yeah. um, and I should say as well being serious is me joking about people listening to Sal and I as if they should do that but um, but we're pretty sure the team will be public knowledge by the time we next record which will be next weekend so we will let you know it, providing we have the info what the actual team is or what the actual squad is so that people have more of an idea what to expect when they when, when they turn up um, moving on to AOB Sal we've got a few things we wanted to raise here do you want to start with the Middlesex Trophy result yeah so a bit of a shock today in that so Eden Trail finals have beaten Wembley I'm not sure the exact details of the result but Ooh. I just checked on social media and saw that so um Trail finals have posted they'd beaten Wembley today so they're now into the semi-finals and they will they will take on Harrow I think it is in in one semi-final and the other semi-final will be Southgate playing against actually no I'm sorry I'm gonna um, check myself on that so Middlesex Trophy semi-finals mm. are now Eden Trail finals will play South Hampstead um and Southgate will play Harrow to see who goes into the final. And, and then... Ealing is a good season. They're, they're, they're yeah. looking pretty strong to go up out of Division 3. Yeah, so, yeah, it looks promotion and also Central Cup final, which should be great for them. Which should be brilliant, yeah. Yeah. And, and the Middlesex Cup semi-finals? So we also know the finals for that. So, um, Richmond beat Ealing today. As I mentioned, um, Will Phillips scored 100 earlier, on, sorry, earlier today. So that was quite instrumental in, in getting over line. Now, we mentioned Christian Martin in the batting order. Um, may not be so happy about having to bat number 10. And he's got a fair argument if he wants to get up the order now because um, he actually got some runs today and he did manage to score a very... I mean, it was all in vain because, as we mentioned, uh, Richmond won by 44 runs. But 
Christian Martin stood out for his side of the bat. Maybe he's trying to make a claim to get up that order for the game next week and he managed to score 67 or 75 balls. Well, he doesn't have to sort of lobby too hard. He's going to pick the order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone argues against it, he can say, there you go, got 50 last week. Yeah. Excellent, sixty-seven. Well, by Christian. Good and stuff. great. So, what does that mean? Yeah. In so, so, eating, um, so Richmond will now play um, Acton in the final, who beat Howshet Mid by twenty-four runs. Um, our, our good friend Sir Hill, who obviously been on before and helps write the write-ups of the new league website, was a man led by the front. Scored eighty-three today as um, Acton posted two seven in their total in their in their innings of forty-five overs or forty-four point five, and then Howshet Mary sort of fell short in the end. Um, Bowing down by 24 runs, so um, it'll be a good day for Acton as they take on with David versus Goliath in the final. I'm not sure the exact mm-hmm. date for that is yet. I'm sure that'll be on the website. Um, It'll probably be the second Saturday September. Yeah, game? when the league finishes, does it? No, yeah, uh, yeah. Here we go. It's Sat- Saturday, 11th of September. Doesn't say the venue here yet. Right. Let's see if it's got the venue. It doesn't seem to be known. there's no venue yet. Okay, yeah. So that's going to be um, the final. It should be a good day. It's the finals tend to be a great day out. So where was nice. Should be good to pop down and see how, how it goes. Fantastic. Good stuff. Um, and we also wanted to mention a little bit about Southgate v Winchmore too. So basically no cricket last week. And one of the games that was played last week, we managed to make a right mess of when describing how the result was, was worked out. And that's because I can't count. We, we established that today. And I, I did a pretty decent job of giving more evidence for that at the beginning of the pod this week. Um, but basically, you wanted to say a little bit about that, Sal, about the way that we discussed the Southgate, the Winchmore 2s game last week. Well, first of all, what we want to stress, and we do mention this week, obviously we don't speak for the league. We, we are a no, podcast that's linked to the league, um, and we are not the Oracle. So whether we do say sometimes, take a pinch of salt, please. Um, and I would also say anything that do comes out of our mouths, Double check it with the league um, constitution. That's probably going to give you a reflection. It's only because, happen. as you say, we're just two blokes talking about cricket, really, aren't we? We are indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so rather than me, um, I mentioned last week about uh, the game being decided on the overs being rounded up. Um, I was told, and actually, I did check the league constitution; it was correct. So rather than overs being rounded up, the way to work things out is um, you look at the balls that um, a side received. So, for instance, last week, Winchmore Hill scored one seventy off of two hundred ninety-two balls. Um, Southgate scored 131 of 222 balls. So you do your sums from that to work out the run rate. So It's basically balls received rather yeah, than overs. Yeah. So as I said, in future, if we come out with anything like that, just ignore us. We're probably making... Yeah, well, it's not a bad starting point for no. most things, is it, really? Yeah. But as I said, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so just mention that. As I said, look at the constitution. Super. And the Constitution is online. You can always click on it. And I've done that a couple of times this season to refer to things when I've been at games, actually. So, all good. Thanks, Al. Well, no we, um, yeah, we mentioned that uh, I've got this sort of rod, rather odd Saturday ahead of me, this, uh, uh, um, th- this attempt to raise money for the Ruth Strauss Foundation. We're already well over a grand, looking to hopefully attack two grand quite soon. Um, so if, if, if Matt Robinson or myself do whiz through in red wearing a Ruth Strauss Foundation shirt at one of the grounds where you're at, at the weekend, we probably won't have time to stop because we're on a pretty tight schedule. Um, but do wave and um, yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't rain. That, that's our big nightmare. And if, if we could arrange for no one to be 25 all out either, that would be really oh, good yeah. um, because we want to try and see some cricket at each of these grounds. Um, but if you see us, do wave and um, we'll, we'll report back on, on whether we do indeed manage to see a ball bowled every single one of the first 11 games. Have you got details of all the people we're going to? Have they been... I know you've notified everyone, haven't you? So they are aware that you're coming. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've sent an email to, to the captain and the cricket contact of every club 
in the first eleven uh, competition who's at home this coming Saturday. So, um, so yeah, you, people should be reasonably aware that we're about, and we'll be finishing at Wembley. Um, and if the bars not open at Wembley, there will be a riot. And I, I've told Sherigan in this, and he was very generous in saying they're looking forward to seeing us, which is great. So um, Robbo and myself will meet at Wembley to to compare notes uh, and and to hopefully have a pint of uh, something nice and cold. So that's. Have you been in touch with yeah. Stephanie at Stanmore to say you're, who's doing the Stanmore gig? You or um... Stanmore away? Oh. I can't know where they are, but we I don't we need to go to. And they're, they're at home. They're at home. It's not me anyway. It's Hornsey. Who are they playing? Let me have a for like little takeaway tea. Ooh, that is a fantastic call. I'll, I'll get on to yeah. Robbo about that because uh, that, that's one of his grains. So, um, yep, point noted. We, we have to think about this. We're, we're, we're getting loads of food piled up in the cars to, uh, to, to make sure we don't um, then dehydrate halfway through. So, um, so getting a, a Stephanie Rheingold tea would be something I'd recommend for Robbo to do on the case. Yeah. Well, listen, good luck, Dan. I have to say, from my behalf, it's a great cause. Um, it's not going to be easy, but anyone listening, try and help out the boys as much as you can because um, it's you know it's a fantastic effort to do what they're doing, and hopefully the North Circuit is clear of any carnage. Fingers crossed. Well, the way the maps are taking us, and we've modelled this a bit, is we don't actually need to spend that much time on the North Circuit, which is which is a bit you know a bit of a relief. But um, you know, London's roads can be busy basically any time. So fingers crossed. What will be will be. Brilliant. Cool. No so, thanks very much. We'll Take care. Yeah, have a great week, mate. Good luck Saturday. See you later. Bye-bye. Cheers, Sam. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 